sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Give your throat a treat. Take your time from the bird. Now you all know the word. Hello again out there in uh, Birdland. It's Anson Tebbets along with... Uh, Chip Darmstadt. Here we are, the end of June, strawberry season, the sun returned, uh, the summer solstice earlier in the week. It was a perfect summer solstice day and early evening, I have to say that. Uh, yeah, it's exciting to, to finally cross that threshold and to officially be in summer. And I hear you on the strawberries. We've been harvesting a lot from our garden. That's yeah. been fun. There's nothing better than a strawberry shortcake or a strawberry rhubarb pie or just, um, you know, just take them and just have them for a morning uh, morning breakfast. Maybe it's some yogurt. All good. It's very short season, so I have to take advantage of it. All right. For the birds here on WDEV and WLVB, Radio Vermont. So, uh, Chip, uh, summer and... Um, we will hope to talk about one of those summer birds that you may see if you're walking in the woods, but you hear it constantly, the good old vireo. You know, it's totally, you know you're talking about summer when you start talking vireos. They, they kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Especially the red-eyed vireo. Oh, the red-eyed vireo is one of those, uh, just it sounds like summer. It's like, it just screams summer. And when nothing else is singing, in the middle of summer, you can always count on the red-eyed vireo. Uh, one of the most most common birds in Vermont, uh, you know, maybe if someone counted them all up, maybe the most common bird in Vermont, uh, especially where it's wooded, it's just a constant presence singing away in deciduous woods in the state. Um, but just one of, of, of several vireos that uh, we have in Vermont, it's just, it just happens to be the most common one. Yeah. And does it have a red eye? It does have a red eye, but not easy to see. Yeah, you have to get pretty close to it um, or catch it if you're bird banding. Uh, and if it's an immature bird, uh, which would have an identical plumage to the adult, the eye is more more brown. So the, the, the eye color turns red as the bird ages. Now, within the first year, but uh, it's not uh, its not red when they first leave the nest anyway in the first couple months. Mm. And uh, one thing I think it's kind of cool about it, and we may see it when once the leaves go away, sometimes finding that uh, kind of a neat nest. It feels like it's full of, like, horse hair, you know? Yeah, and uh, sometimes they'll um, not line it, coat the outer side of it, the outside of the nest with lichens, um, and other material to help camouflage the nest, or I, I've seen vireo nests with um, uh, wasp or hornet um, nest material woven in. So they're very good at camouflaging their nest, and, and vireo nests are, are very different than, than a warbler nest, say. It's a cup nest, but it instead of resting on top of, of some twigs or the crotch of a, of a small branch, it's actually suspended, kind of like a um, an oriole nest. But imagine the you know two um, halves of a of a forked twig, 
and the the rim is woven into those twigs, so it hangs instead of sits. It's about the size of maybe a teacup, maybe maybe a little a classic old teacup. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's about the size, and and so you always, you know, if you I often encounter vireo nests after the nesting season or even in the winter. And you can always tell it's a vireo nest the way it's suspended between two twigs. Just imagine a fork and it hanging between that fork rather than sitting on top and supported from below. Mm-hmm. So unique, unique nest for sure. You can see the red-eyed vireo just just when it's sitting on the sitting on the eggs. It's just you just see the top of its head, you know, because it's suspended. Yeah. Sometimes they'll sing from the nest too. That's one way to find it, I guess. But there, it's amazing how hard it is to find a vireo nest. Uh, much easier to find after the season's over. Yeah, we don't want to talk about stick season, but yeah, that's for sure. No, <laughs> that's for sure. Enjoying. Uh, we haven't hit Fourth of July yet, so I've been talking about one of those summer birds that's always present, which is the red-eyed vireo. Uh, but we have other vireos, but not as common, right? Yeah, probably the next most common one might be blue-headed vireo, um, uh, the bird we used to call solitary vireo uh, way back when. Blue-headed vireo has similar habits to the red-eyed vireo, but they tend to be in woods that have conifers, evergreen trees, so hemlocks, um, spruces, uh, firs. So they like like a more mixed forest. look pretty different from red-eyed vireo. They have these prominent white spectacles, uh, they have wing bars, whitish wing bars, unlike uh, red-eyed vireo, which has no wing bars. And the slaty blue, I go towards the slate end of the spectrum, um, uh, head color. So very well-marked, beautiful vireo, um, and common, but not quite as common as the red-eyed vireo. Mm, and good stuff, the vireo. So, um you also uh, were able to see something uh, special on Joe's Pond in the uh, Danville Cabot area. What was that all about? Oh, yeah. This, well, this was kind of a uh, wild goose chase. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I heard a report of a northern gannet on Joe's Pond in Danville. Uh, grabbed a couple of friends to go try to find this bird. Uh, it's not an easy lake to, to bird unless you're on the water. There's, you know, it's, there's a lot of camps, um, and so it's it's hard to find places to view from on Joe's Pond. But we tried to cover the whole pond, did not find the gannet, um, and then, you know, you're always wondering, hmm, was it a gannet? Was it something else? <laughs> Who knows? But we thought, you know, the description sounded really promising. Uh, we didn't find the bird, but... Uh, some photos surfaced, and indeed, uh, it was a northern gannet, uh, which is a bird that nests up in the Canadian Maritime uh, by the thousands. It's it's an ocean-dwelling bird. They you know, rarely come inland. Usually, if they are inland, they've been blown there by a big storm. So there are reports from from Lake Champlain. Um, I saw one once that it hit a power line in Killington and was brought to Vins way back when. So it's a bird that, yeah, shows up in Vermont once in a while, but they're they're, they're an ocean-dwelling bird, but one was on Joe's Pond. Mm. Yeah, and uh, what's a gannet look like? 
Um, so <clears throat> gannets are um, in the booby family. So folks may know blue-footed booby, the famous bird from the Galapagos. Um, they, their gannets are uh, mostly white with black outer wings, uh, wing feathers, um, pretty stout dagger-like bill, almost like a loon bill, um, and kind of this mustardy wash to the head. And when they fly, um, the head really sticks out. They've got a long tail and long wings, mostly white, but with these black tips. So a very distinctive bird. And uh, like many ocean birds, they, they dive into the water. In the gannet's case, they may dive from 20 feet, 50 feet high in the water and plunge straight into the water to eat most, mostly fish and other marine life. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like a spectacular bird. And um, Joe's Pond in, uh, up in the Danville Cabot region, nice place. They have uh, usually have a couple of pair of loons up there as well. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the loons were thinking. What is this thing? <laughs> Actually, they may be familiar with the gannet because loons winter on the on the ocean, so they they're probably like, "Huh, that's interesting. A gannet's here. We see those on the ocean." Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. That's so me talking loon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking loon. Good stuff. Um, yeah. So here we go. We're, uh, I think maybe the next time we're together, it might be uh, it might be July. Believe it or not, which is kind of frightening to think about, but. Uh, um, still plenty of plenty of summer left ahead of us. Um, hit those strawberries, eat those strawberries, eat that strawberry uh, shortcake, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Until then, I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Jim Darmstadt. For the birds. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Now you all know the words. Tweet, tweet, tweet.